Hello and welcome to the Real Show Review Podcast Show. Uh, I'm not going to do any fancy intro for this, so we're going to jump into this. But now we're going to be uh, reviewing something that was a bit long time coming. It is Hell in a Cell is mere days away uh, at Sunday, uh, WWE Hell in a Cell, on June 20th. Yes, I sound like Michael Cole. So we'd like to get started. There was there was a pre-show for this. It was Sheamus versus Ricochet. Both these guys are amazing, so we don't really have to mention them very much. Good match, back and forth, Sheamus wins. Really it. I mean, yeah, Ricochet wears Sheamus's outfit. That's always fun. Yeah, he does, yeah. Ricochet goes around in the coat and the hat, because that's something that is apparently an angle on Raw. Yeah. I don't watch I mean, the yeah, shows, so... Um, also, I, I just want to quickly point out, Seamus is like new thing where he like opens people's mouths really wide. This whole smiling thing. I'm a big fan of it. Oh, are you a big fan of his? Like he sort of puts his fingers in. His, I've seen it. Yeah. Been around making you make you smile. And this this pay per view is particularly famous for the uh, for its narration, opening narration by the animal Dave Batista. Um, yes. And everyone was expecting a Batista appearance or a Batista cameo or something like that. But he said on Twitter that he wasn't able to show up, but some of his some of his friends were able to show up. Mm. I was like, well, what does that mean? I don't know. And then it turned yeah, who, out are, that... who are these friends? Is it, you know, Triple H? Well, yeah, maybe. Sort Ric of Flair. Yeah. yeah. You know. Uh, but no, um, none of them showed up. Instead, no. <laughs> some other people showed up, or rather not people, um, but we'll go on to them in a minute. Let me first go on to our first match of the evening. I think it's mm-hmm. safe to say... I'll handle the women's, you handle the men's. That's fine. Cool. So, on Raw, we've had a triple threat uh, for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, we have Oscar, we have Salt Flair, and we have the badass, my fucking girl. Uh, I can swear, can't I? I think so. Okay. Uh, bad- the, the absolute badass, the the awesome woman she is, Rhea Ripley. She's my absolute girl. I love her. Um, she's just... Awesome, my god, there's nothing more I can say really. Um, other than the fact that I'm really proud of her that she's got the Raw Women's Championship, she's a fantastic champion, has been everywhere she's been NXT UK, NXT, and now Raw. So, you know what, you own it, Rhea, you absolute badass, you white hot gem. Anyway, we have Oscar and Charlotte Flair versus Rhea, it's a triple threat match. Uh, Corey Graves was very uh, hyped for this. He was like, oh, it doesn't matter. If Oscar can beat Charlotte, then Rhea loses her championship. Well, like, yeah, we know. That's the rules of a triple threat. Yes. <laughs> That's the rules of a triple threat. Every time we have a triple threat, the rules have to be explained. <laughs> yeah. Just because we don't know what a triple threat is. So there's some good exchanges back and forth. Um, Charlotte is trying to do double moves and do like the Roman Reigns double pin and it doesn't work. Um Oscar ends up working with Rhea quite a bit. They're doing double super kicks and doing double suplexes and working around Charlotte. But in the end, uh, Rhea gets the advantage having getting Charlotte out the ring, getting the riptide on Oscar, and winning, which is a decisive first defense for Rhea Ripley. And hopefully, hopefully the first of many. What do you, what, do you remember much about this match? Uh, I remember being good. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of triple threats. I like it when there's multiple multiple people, multiple different things. Yeah, yeah, good spot, go good off. spot chances, aren't they? Exactly, you go off like one person, one person leaves and do a fight and they leave and you kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you get double spots and stuff like that. It's fun, yeah, exactly. minutes long, this match. It was a it was a great opener, for a really hot opener. We needed a good, we needed a good match to get everybody at home excited and I feel like this was, this was definitely it. I mean, Rhea's got that charm, she's got that charisma, she's got that swagger about her. She's just, um, 
he's just an absolute, complete and total badass. And I love it. And she was just slapping off, slapping Charlotte in the face, you know, tapping Charlotte on the head and shouting at her. And she like, gets up on the ropes and starts like barking at her and sticking her tongue out and stuff. It was like, oh, oh I'd love it. I really do. Just anything Rhea does, I'd absolutely love. But so, and and, and, and to be fair, them, Oscar and Charlotte Flair both booked the fights. Um, Oscar and Charlotte had a pretty good exchange early in the match. Uh, they were like trading, uh, trading submissions and trading holds, and it was, it was good to see. So, moving on from that, we mm. have uh, moving on from the reason I watched the pay-per-view because of my fucking girl Rhea. Oh, she's great. Anyway, now we have the the Mysterio. I'd rather say the Mysterio brothers, but they're not <laughs> the Mysterio brothers. The Myster- no, we're not quite. No, quite not brothers. quite brothers. Uh, the other relation, the Mysterio father and son team, yes. Ray and Dominic against the dirty, the dirty dogs. Is that what they're called? Yeah, that's what they're called. The dirty dogs. There's, they're not dogs. There's the, the, the dogs with what the W. The dirty yeah. dogs. Um, you have to take it like from Boston. Um, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode uh, for the for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. What do you think of these? What do you think of the men in this match, Corey? Right, okay, so thanks for the pronunciation right, by the way. Dirty dogs. Uh, <laughs> I'm just keep, I'm just say, keep saying it randomly while you're uh, while you're describing the match. As far as, like, obviously Rey Mysterio, right, legend of the game, been around for ages and ages. And again, mm-hmm. it's one of them people, kind of like Ricochet and Sheamus, like I mentioned earlier, who you know they're going to put in a good match, right? Yeah. It's Rey Mysterio, of course he is. Uh, and we'll see that in her the as well. It's going to be a great match, of course it is. Mm-hmm. Dominic, new, fresh on the scene, yeah, right? Yeah. Surprisingly well for how long he's been training for. Um, and it's, you know what? As much as I like Dolph Ziggler, and as much as I'm a fan of Bobby Roode, especially his TNA Bobby Roode, NXT Bobby Roode, mm-hmm. I was happy to see Dominic actually get uh, a, a title. It's his, it's his first title. He's been doing very well. Mm-hmm. Earned it, definitely. Um, didn't lose the belts. I thought they might have done two views so later on after Backlash, but did not. But did not. They kept the belts. Mm-hmm. They still got them. But no, I think I, I think it's a good match, solid match. A tight team match is always fun. Ray and Dominic's always fun with a way to help out, where they work together. Dominic kind of just like, he almost copies Ray in a way. Like Ray will do something and then Dominic will come in and do the same thing to kind of prove, hey, look, I can do what he can do. We're father and son, we have this bond and we can, you know, he's teaching me all these moves and look, I can do them. Dominic can hit the 619, he can hit the frog splash, you know, for Eddie and that sort of stuff. And it's just a generally fun match. Um, and it was, yeah, it was good It was good to see Dominic win. Very good yeah. to see Dominic win. Yeah, indeed, especially. Because I feel like he, he needed it. He was really helping out Team Ray. It was mm. a real fun exchange between them. And Ray and Dominic definitely need these, they need these belts. The same way that um, recently on SmackDown we've had Natalia and Zamina win. The yes. tag team belts to push them ahead. These these belts will push Ray and Dominic ahead and give them more to do, which is which is just good for all parties, I think. Mm. Now Do you want to You're you're gonna with this next match. Yeah, I'll take this one, shall I? Um, <laughs> yeah. Well no, you can take you can speak on it as well. As we said, okay, Dave I'll... the animal Dave Batista yes. from said that, oh, I'm not going to be there, but some of my friends will be. John Morrison's walking in the hallway, and he opens the door. And what's behind the door? Zombie Elvis. Zombies. Yeah. Bloody, zom- bloody fucking zombies. 
zombies. They're just in there, in there, in there. Who let them in? Who let them in there? Why are there zombies? zombies? Why are there zombies? Why are there zombies in my pro wrestling? Who let the zombies out? This isn't who, this who, isn't who, who? Abaddon from AEW. This is just this is just a horde of zombies. Army of zombies. Army mm. of the dead. But um, team. It's it's. I just why? Who thought of this? Why not just have a standard lumberjack match like they did on Raw the night after Backlash? Yeah. Because Damian Priest had a, a lumberjack match with the Miz, just a regular lumberjack match, not a zombie lumberjack match, just a regular one. Why not have a regular standard lumberjack match, or have a lumberjack ladder match, or something like that? I don't know. Or an unsanctioned yeah. lumberjack match, or something fun. No, lumberjack zombie match where the ring's spooky and there's purple smoke and more. Oh, the zombies are coming out and oh, uh, the zombie and everything's a tie-in for Army of the Dead. A movie that was shit. It was awful. A movie that was <laughs> that was crap. Oh, you're all right. Sure thing. We'll have narratable tease you with the Batista opening. Oh, Batista's talking about the mightiest champions are running up. And then then we have Damien Priest and The Miz in a lumberjack match. And The Miz is trying to hold it together. And John Morrison's yep. getting attacked by zombies. And bloody homeboy on the commentary desk is like, there's a zombie under the desk or whatever. And they all have to stand up. And it's just, it was just a mess. If this is the. I'm sorry. This is the shortest match on the card. It's the worst match on the card. It's the worst match on the card I've seen in a long time. I mean, yeah, it wasn't great. It was it so wasn't... bad it tore Miz's ACL. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Which I know I shouldn't joke about, but obviously, obviously, you know, get better, Miz, please. Uh, you're great. You're awesome. You are awesome. But um, no, it's it's it was so bad it tore Miz's ACL. It was so bad that. John Morrison invented the dipstick. It was it was yes. the dip no not the dipstick the dripstick or whatever the hell it's fucking called. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he is a dipstick. John Morrison invented the dipstick, and it was so bad that Army of the Dead was shit. So it's a promo shit promotion for a shit tie-in in a shitty match. The only thing that was redeeming was Damian Priest and the Miz. The bit where they wrestled each other, great. The bit where they were. Fight punching zombies and Miz got eaten by the zombies, but he was on Raw in two weeks later. Did no one explain, hey Miz, who got you out of that horde of zombies? Hey John, hey John Morrison, why aren't you dead right now? Why aren't you undead right now? Are we gonna get this this is completely related. Are we gonna get like a like survivor series or something? Are we gonna get like the battle of the drip between John Morrison and Seth Rollins? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say both... we we're gonna get the battle of the zombies. No, they're both, zombies, they're both the doing, Smackdown zombies. No, they're both, they're both doing the same thing. You've got Johnny Drip Drip, which is what it's called, apparently. Yeah. And then you've got Seth Drip and Rollins, who's walking around with his like, suit with like, paint. Yeah, exactly. You've got a suit with a paint down it. They're both doing the Drip thing. Are we going to have a match? At some I don't know. Is that, that going to be a thing? I don't know whether Vince McMahon's word of the week is like Drip, and he thinks Are that's going really to fight? Cool. Are we going to fight for the right to use the word Drip? And whoever loses can't the drip, use it. The, the, the custody of Drip match. <laughs> yeah. Because they need the drip match or whatever. No, no bloody idea to be honest. It won't be the first time. TNA did it. Really? Uh, Rockstar Spud had to fight, and whoever I think it was against um, Austin Aries. Whoever won got to use the nickname Rockstar. Oh sure. Yeah. <laughs> Rightio. Um, <laughs> so I guess that's going to be coming up soon. Um, but, but yeah, obviously Damian Priest mercifully defeats yes. Miz. Um, 
and there we go. And end of the match. It was it was only six minutes, so forget about it. You know, I I I just I, the only thing I remember about it is that I hate it, and I mm. use that word very strongly. Um, and also, maybe if we, if we didn't have the shit Army of the Dead film, what about this shit match? Just yeah. saying. Uh, you know what, Dave? You should have worked on the Suicide Squad instead. Probably going to be a much yeah, better true. film. Yeah. Now we have um, Bianca Belair, the SmackDown Women's Champion, uh, versus Bailey. Uh, heel Bailey. We're both big fans of Bailey on this show. We are big um, fans of Bailey on this show. Uh, we like Bailey, um, the role model. Recently, she's been laughing quite a bit, um, having weird haircuts and weird eye makeup, and laughing and pointing at, at Bianca Belair. And Bianca Belair has been looking like, what, what are you doing, you weirdo? Um, so it's a singles match for, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And pretty good match. Bianca Belair is always very... Now, I know you want that hot on Bianca Belair. Hmm. Mostly because of her EST gimmick. <laughs> which you have a problem with, apparently. <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> you don't get it? You don't get that she's the EST? Well, no, no, the no I get it. I get it, but I just, I, I just make it. Whenever she does a promo, it just doesn't do anything. It just sounds silly. Right. Okay. Well. Okay. Um, Bailey turns up during. Effectively, what happened is Bailey turns up after WrestleMania 37 after Bianca won it off Sasha. Um, yes. Bailey turns up afterwards and goes, "That championship, it should have been mine off Sasha, and I'm gonna take it from you." And da da da. And then they start feuding with each other, and like Montez. Uh, Montez Ford is also involved in some in some way, uh, and then because obviously they're husband and wife, and then we have yeah, he's, he's married to Bianca by the way, and then mm. we have Bianca versus Bailey, and both of these women are, are great, they're fantastic, um, yeah, really good talents. Bianca's really quick and fast; she can do the flips, she can do the athletics, she can do the strength. Great, uh, Bailey as well. She's really proved herself. She carried the company through the DAP twenty twenty. Uh, through the PC sort of the time in the performance center, Bailey was great. Her whole saga with Sasha, where they won all the belts together, and they were um, going round and and having fun, and then they all systematically lost them as well. And they ended up that Bailey was like stripped of everything. Um, she was like stripped of the tag titles by by Sa- I was about to say I was about to say Sasha. She wasn't. She was stripped of the tag titles by Shayna and Nia. Yes. And then Oscar got a Raw Women's Championship back. Then, um, then they turn on each other, and Sasha beat Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Back. It's probably the best women's food we've had in some time, yeah. At least on the main roster. So some of the NXT women's foods have been, mwah. but um, <laughs> no, the main the main roster women's foods haven't been the best to, to you know shout about in a minute. Um, so I'm glad that oh, obviously obviously you know now that Rhea's here, things are going to get much better. But as far as SmackDown's concerned, um, Bianca and Bailey have been a bit here and there. So, so the match is good, and obviously there was a bit of a hang-up because Bianca hit the hit a big move, the KOD on Bailey. She went for the pin and she used her hair, which, which yes. obviously she's got that long ponytail and she the braid, and she used it to like wrap up Bailey's legs. And then Bailey yes. had a problem with that in the next few weeks. She was like, "You didn't win fairly. You cheated." and, and Oh, you threw the match out and you shouldn't have won, that kind of thing. So then we carried on with that, and now Bailey's just laughing at Bianca. Laughing, laughing at her. She likes to laugh. She likes jokes. She has a big room full of pictures of herself. And She is using, however, I will say this, Bailey is using, it's the best use of the Thunderdome I've seen. Yeah, oh, the yeah. oh yes, completely. The bit where, 
Bianca's in the ring putting a promo on SmackDown, and Bailey cuts into her. She's in this room, as I said, full of pictures of herself. Yeah. Um, and then she and then she starts laughing, and suddenly all the screens get out. And at every screen is replaced with Bailey's face laughing. I'm like, that is that's great. It's a shame yeah. that the about a few weeks before we leave the Thunderdome, you finally found its best usage. Yeah. A bit weird but, bit on that, you know. That's... I don't get why The Fiend didn't do it, and I don't get why uh, Retribution slash The Hacker didn't do it either. Yeah, exactly. So we'll find out that Retribution was the Hacker because it's in the staff rally. But apart, yes. from, but apart from that, um, yeah, it's that's classic WWE though, isn't it? They finally yeah. find one great thing right before it ends. <laughs> they finally do something good that everyone likes right before they just cut it off entirely. So, yeah, they finally found a good use of the front door right before they have to leave it. Um, but one thing, actually, I've got to mention is the entrances in this match. Sorry, the entrances in this in this in pay-per-view, sorry. Um, yeah. Are really good. I love that camera there. It feels like a video game. They have that camera where now, where it's like really high definition, and they get really close to the entrance, and it's like the, the person's walking towards the camera. and It's much better than just having kind of hard cameras and just putting to them, like, oh, here's the view from the right, here's the view from the left. They have here's a view from like going backwards. Now they have like where they where you're really up and you can really see the guy walking to the ring and everything, getting in the ring and stuff like that. It really it really feels like you're, well, they're a lot more closer to the action now with, with the sort of yeah. coverage that they can have in the Thunderdome, which is good. I don't think we'll have that when we go back to live crowds. But I really like how they're pushing the technical aspect a lot more. So mm. now I we like have um, now we have Bobby Lashley, uh, the 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 chief hurt officer of the hurt business uh, yeah. against Braun Strowman, the conduct the the tra- the train man, as I called him during our WrestleMania review. Yeah, I I called him the train man, the train man, uh, the conductor, uh, the Thomas the Thomas the Braun engine. He is against um, against Drew McIntyre, the Scottish the Scottish psychopath, the Scottish warrior, the Scottish warrior. Um, in a triple th- another triple threat match for the WWE yes. Championship. Exactly. Uh, and I think, uh, again, need to explain, triple threat match, therefore it means that if, if Bobby doesn't get pinned, he can still lose his belt. Yeah. You know, just, just just in case you forgot that. Just in case you didn't know. Ago. Yeah, we think we all know how triple threats were, Michael, <laughs> or Corey or whoever, or Homeboy that was had about two minutes on Raw, I forgot what your name yep, is. And um, I, I, I can't remember what his name is either. No, I, well, he's not there anymore, so who cares, really? No, he's not. Neither's Braun as well. Neither's Braun, no. We're talking about someone who isn't in the company anymore. Unfortunately, Braun Strowman, conduct, the conductor man, uh, train man. Uh, I like trains, Braun Strowman. <laughs> I'm never dropping that joke, by the way. Uh, <laughs> he, <laughs> why did they do that stupid noise? I don't know. Whose idea was that? I hope someone was fired for that. Why is... The thing is, right, whenever I see that, it reminds me of... Obviously, A-Train's a thing, right? Yeah, from it... the boys... No, 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 A-Train's in the wrestler A-Train. Oh, right, okay. As in, like, uh, I can't remember what his other name was. Uh, uh, Lord Tennessee or whatever. And Albert. Mm. And other stuff. But, like, there was a part with A-Train where... In it, like, And this, this wasn't even fake. This was real. They're wrestling and the train goes past and you can hear it. Oh, right. It's almost like they were trying to do that. Because I think they were at a house show and see just a train track happens to be there and a train goes past oh, and it yeah, happens to yeah. So everyone's like, yeah, and cheering, because it's A-Train, and the train's going off. I think they were trying to do that again, and have oh. a fake train noise going past. <laughs> train noise! And Braun Strowman does a cute little run. Um, he does the adorable little little jog across the ring, and pushes yeah. pushes men over. So, did he do it in this match? I can't remember. 
I don't actually know. I think they realised how horrible it was quite quickly and then stopped it. But Braun kept calling himself like the conductor Braun Strowman. He's the top of hat. He's the fat controller from Toffer's the tank engine. Yeah. And he goes round. He goes, you'll get these trains. He said, I get these hands. <laughs> uh, we're having too much fun with this already. So, um, so train man Braun Strowman against Drew McIntyre, who's been, who's been, who's been, who's been great these past few weeks. He's carried again another guy who's carried the company like Oscar, like Bailey through mm. 2020. Uh, WWE champion, former WWE champion, two-time champion Drew McIntyre. Uh, this sort of the badass baby face, which is what you need. Um, I mentioned before, I'm very, I'm a big fan of the baby face, but still the Still the tough. Not, not every baby face has to be all oh, happy and sunshine and I want to hug everybody, you know, Bailey kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Face Bailey. Not every baby face has to be face Bailey. Baby faces can still be tough. Like, obviously, the best example is Stone Cold Steve Austin. You rooted yes. for him because he was the good guy. But he, he'd also, like, he'd give you a stunner in, like, a second. And he'd chug a beer and he'd go, hell yeah, and kind of like that. He's still the badass. He's still the tough guy. Um, but he's got the guy you root for because he's the face. Um, and yeah. Drew's like that. Drew's the Claymore kick. He's the tough words. He's the Scottish psychopath, and he's a Scottish warrior. And he's he's still um, he's still the face in the situation. So I love a, I love a badass baby face. I'm really happy with that sort of thing. Rhea is included in there as well because she's my yeah. girl and she's the antithesis of the badass baby face as far as I'm concerned. Even though I think she's more between her, but pff, that's another that's a point for another time. And we have Bobby Bobby Lashley, the uh, what's he called, the Almighty Champion? Is that his name? Almighty, yeah. Yeah, the Almighty WWE Champion. With with we're a fan of this guy. With the Mob Boss, the Kingpin, MVP. Uh, we're a big fan of MVP on this show, I think. Massive fan of MVP. Yeah, he's he's coming. You know what? MVP should be included in the battle for the drip because he comes out with. <laughs> He comes out with those suits, with those baller suits and ties. He's wearing pins and stuff. He's got his pimp cane, his pimp hand. He's he's the boss. He's the mob boss. Um, I feel like MVP should be in. He should be in the. He should be ringside in the battle for the drip. Because <laughs> he's got. You should look at his suits as well. And Bobby Lashley. They always they always come out in in great looking in great looking suits. They're great. It should be a triple. Should be a triple threat for the drip. Bobby, Bobby Seth and, and John Morrison with an MVP as well. So, yeah, True. I like that um, Bobby comes out with his manager MVP and the triple threat gets started right away. I thought, I, I remember about this match. Braun is doing some, like, really big, he's, like, jumping off the apron and stuff. He's doing pretty, sort of, not high-flying moves, obviously. He's not doing, like, a, he's not doing, like, a corkscrew moonsault or anything. But yeah. he's doing, he's using a bit of agility. He's using a bit of speed, which I feel like for... For a big guy like Braun Strowman, it's something that um, it's quite enjoyable to watch. I don't. This is probably my the, the match I have the least memory of. Yeah, it's and it was good. Because I think we all uh, knew Bobby was still walking away. Exactly. Like there was some doubt. Like right, yeah, sure, maybe Drew might get it again. Sure, Braun's not going to have it. But and I feel like through, especially through the build on Raw, there was like oh Braun's trying to get involved and. Drew's like, I, I want that championship, and you're, you're a fraud, you're a fraud, Bobby Lashley, you've no fought and fraud, and anything yeah. like that. Um, I like how all my accents suddenly devolve into them just talking nonsense. Pretty much. Uh, I think that's a running, I think that's a running theme. All my accents just turn into, turn into me just making noises in that, in that accent. Yeah. 
Bobby uh, Bobby outlasts his two competitors and gets the gets the victory. I think it was pinfall. I don't think he used the the Bobby the Lashley lock, whatever he calls it. I it was think pinfall. He used, I think all but one of these wins were by were by pin. Only the main event only the main event was submission. Which is rare. It is. I feel like main event you want the big impact move. You don't want the yeah, but I feel like that speaks more to Roman's character, doesn't it? It does, yeah. To have him put you out with a guillotine than to have you give you like a spear or whatever. So I feel yeah. like I feel like it was necessary to have a build up to that submission win as opposed to having a submission win, I don't know, by uh Rhea or by Bobby or something like that. So I think um Hmm. Yeah, so so I think it was it was good to have uh, good to have pinfall wins. It's good to even it out. So obviously Lashley wins by pinfall. Did he hit the? Oh, what's he? I know he does a spear, but what else does he do? It's that weird like it's not the jackhammer, but it's similar. It lifts them up, doesn't he? And puts yeah, he does. He does. I forget what the move's called. So do I. So, yeah, but yeah, it is like the jackhammer, isn't it? I remember it now. It is like the jackhammer, kind of. Um, yeah. I don't know what it's called though. Um, is it called like the Almighty? It's called the old, I don't know something. It's got a name. The, the Bobby the Bobby Bruiser, something like that. Yeah. Um, he hits the Bobby Bruiser, and I'm going to call it that from now on. It hits the Bobby Bruiser, and he wins with the pinfall. So there you go. Um, yeah. Now we have uh, the main event. Your main event tonight uh, will be uh, Roman Reigns, the Tribal Chief, head of the table. Oh, pray Roman Reigns, we love you. Oh, no, no. Um, you've got to say that we have, we've got to say officially that we acknowledge Roman Reigns as the double chief. Yes. Or God help us, he will bust through this door and give me the spear. So, uh, <laughs> and then he'll stand up me with the belt and he'll say and he'll whisper sweet nothings into my ear about the fact that he's the tribal chief and he's the head of the table, accompanied by Paul Heyman, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Paul Heyman, mm. and um, and he's against Cesaro. Now this has been quite the build. People have been saying, push Cesaro, push Cesaro, push Cesaro. Because we know the Swiss Superman is one of WWE's most standout talents. Yes. But we also know he's a very heavily, heavily underrated. He really is. He's doing great work. Week after week, he's a fantastic talent. Heel and face. And he took the face in this. And I feel like he really came through, really shined. He's the only guy who's been sort of close to build of Roman Reigns, don't you think? He's tall, he's wide, he's... He's got that bit. He's got that presence to match Roman. I mean, he's one of the people that, that you know, obviously fans have been clamouring to get some kind of like world title run, world title push for ages and ages. Mm. And this is, I guess, the closest he's got. Yeah, this is the closest he's got so far to the to, to the Universal Championship. Yeah. Um, and now Paul Heyman was making uh, statements on SmackDown saying that oh every other champion is a title holder, but Roman Reigns he's the real champion kind of thing. He's, he's yeah. and also Heyman master of the promo ever since ECW. He's never lost it. He's still got that that charm, that uh, suave on the mic, and I I feel like he's only been getting better with Reigns. They've been really they've been really pushing each other, and it's been oh Roman Reigns has a fantastic match, and then Paul Heyman comes afterwards and he cuts that fantastic promo. It's just you see that moment. I think it was after Backlash where Sarah Schreiber or someone is backstage and she she goes for like an interview to Roman and she goes, "Excuse me, Roman, I'd like to speak with you." And Roman walks by and he goes, "I bet you would." And he keeps, <laughs> and he, and he keeps on walking. And Paul Heyman instead does the interview. So it's yeah, um, that's a great moment from Roman. But let's talk about the match. Um, obviously, coming off quite a lengthy feud with Kevin Owens. Um, 
it's Roman Reigns uh, and who did he? Add, I'm sorry, not not Kevin Owens. He had Kevin Owens before that. It was Dad Daniel Bryan and Edge. Yes, that he beat at WrestleMania. Yes, and they obviously call it WrestleMania Backlash, which I don't know why they called it that. I think it was called that because these are like the feuds from WrestleMania that are carrying on. Yeah, I think it was just to make it to seem a bit bigger. Yeah, and I think it was sort there's of no, there's tack, no crowd. Tack, the tack the WrestleMania onto it because people thought that WrestleMania was going to be three nights. Yeah, but there was talk about messing, making WrestleMania Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah, to go along with Raw or something like that. But now they called it WrestleMania Backlash because they just couldn't call it Backlash. You know why? Why can they just call it Backlash? Is it because they felt they had to put the WrestleMania name onto it to make it seem like, oh, this is like a WrestleMania sequel event, and oh, it's going to be just as big. But no, we have zombies. We have Bianca using a braid and, and, and Braun yeah. Strowman, the, the the train man. So, <laughs> um, I don't know if we're going to give this a real rating. Could you think of one on the fly? Not right now, obviously. We still have a few minutes, but... Possibly, but I don't know how accurate it will be. Right, okay, fair enough. But we'll, we'll see if we can we'll see if we can do a combined one, shall we? But okay. As far as Roman Reigns goes, we know he's we know he's great. We know yeah. that's the word of the week. We know he's absolutely, you know, we know he's absolutely he's, he's he's intimidating. He's imposing. He stares you down. He's got he looks really tough and really mean. And he comes after Cesaro. He's walloping in. He's hitting him with a spear and the slams and. Cesaro's trying to get his, his swing up or whatever. I think he tried. Um, obviously, Roman Reigns is—he's uh, got a bit of a got a bit of a mean streak, and he gets into with that guilty, and he manages to get the win with that. But it was—it was probably—it's the longest match on the card. It's about half an hour. And yes, yes, half an hour long. Half an hour long, yeah. Main event, which I feel like is really earned. And I feel like if I had to pick two matches, it—it it, the, 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 the like if someone said, "Oh, I want to watch WrestleMania Backlash," I don't want to watch all of it. Because they're like, yeah. two matches for it. Go, right, okay, what's the first one? What's the last one? Yeah. I say, women and men's, what's the first one? What's the last one? What's the first one? Yes. Mainly, do I love Rhea? Hell yes, I do. Watch, watch her match. And then Roman Reigns, purely because it is not only a great wrestling match, it's also a great story in the fact that Cesaro was trying to get himself over, trying to get himself into the big leagues as this big man. But Roman Reigns is trying to push him down. He's trying to go, oh, Cesaro, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat you. I'm going to beat you up real bad kind of thing yeah. um, and I feel like that there are the two matches that stand out for me everything else miss, miss me to be honest but the first match and the last match are definitely the two that I will, that I will be telling people about thoughts I yeah I'm yeah the, the, the last one for me is match of the night yeah exactly 100%. yeah the main event is match everything else isn't I know sometimes sometimes the main event can feel a bit stale if there's been a great match before now. But to be honest, I was looking after the first match. I was I was quite frankly bored. I was yeah. looking for something to hang on to, and it definitely wasn't John Morrison and his drip stick. So I feel like the main event carried it through and made it and made it watchable. So I'm, I, can, hmm? I'm trying to think. Right. Did you okay? You asked, but do you have a, a rating for us? Right, do you, do you... my when I was thinking when we started recording this, I was thinking, right, I want yeah. to give this a real rating. I'll yeah. give it. I was gonna go for a seven, or maybe a thinking, six point five. I was thinking around the six area. Right, let's go six point five then. Actually, let's go six okay. point six point eight, six point seven five. <laughs> right, okay. Purely because of those that first and last match. Right. 
the first and last match carry this show. Everything in between. It's like a sandwich. Imagine you've got amazing bread, but the filling is shit. Right, yeah. That's what I think. Okay. The first and last match, mwah, beautiful. But the middle, no, you can skip it, really. Yeah. So... Even that, even it's weird that I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the card now, and the one match is slap dag in the middle, slap bam in the middle, is that zombie match? Yep. I can't even say it. My body is trying to convince <laughs> to stop me from saying zombie match. But yeah, that's the no, just no, just 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 no. Stop. What are you doing? Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that ever again. The only zombie I want to see is. Not not a zombie that's in a that's outside a ring as a zombie. Yeah. The only zombie I want to see is, and I'm trying to think of a famous wrestling zombie, but I can't. Uh, the only other one I could think of is the ECW one. That was also awful. Oh right, okay. Abaddon's all right on AEW. She's doing okay. He's a zombie, I think. Technically, I maybe might be a vampire. Not sure. <laughs> is Kane a zombie? He's dead. No. Is, is, is he? Is he? No, he's not dead. He's just badly burned. Yeah. So yeah. He, yeah. He didn't die. Oh, right, okay. Is Undertaker a zombie? Undertaker's undead. Uh, I mean, te- yeah, technically. I think Undertaker's more of like a... I don't know, I think he's more of a... He's not like a zombie. He's more like a, just a dead man who's been risen. They call him the dead man. Surely he's... Oh, well, yeah. Surely he is a zombie, technically. But I don't think you do... I think I don't think I use the word zombie to describe Undertaker. <laughs> I think Undertaker's just a man who, is, who has been dead for, for some time, perhaps. And now yeah. you know, gives people choke slams and wears hats and wrestles and wrestles Goldberg sometimes whenever they go to Saudi Arabia. So that's. <laughs> but in terms of WrestleMania backlash, six point seven five, I think is the best thing we can give it. Yeah. Um, and that is a review of WrestleMania backlash. We'll do Hell in a Cell, won't we? Yeah. Yeah, we'll come back at yeah with Hell in a Cell. I hope you like this little uh, little download into the pro wrestling world. We enjoyed it. Um, it's always a bit of fun to get on here and chat wrestling. We might do some else. We might do something else with it. So um, that is uh, WrestleMania Backlash, and it's goodbye from me. Goodbye, and goodbye from Corey. Goodbye. We are doing Hell in a Cell 2021. We are. We are doing Hell in a Cell 2021. Right. Okay. Well, a bit of background then. First off, um, Roman Reigns, uh, the, the the Universal Champion, the head of the table, the yes, Tribal Chief, the, the Tribal Chief, yes, all hail the Tribal Chief. Uh, I we acknowledge him. We do acknowledge <laughs> you, yes, Roman. We acknowledge him. So, the, the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns uh, didn't want to work this pay per view because it was Father's Day. He wanted to spend time with his daughter, spend time with his family. Good for him. Um, so what he decided was, well, we'll just have the Hell in a Cell match on SmackDown as a main event. It's not happened since nineteen seventy. Eight or something like that, 1980s kind of kind of deal. It's been a long time since they've had a Hell in a Cell match on on a SmackDown TV show, right? So it was booked for him and Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio called him out the week before and said, "I want you at Hell in a Cell, Roman Reigns." Roman Reigns was like, "Right, you're on." So we thought, okay, that's cool. It was going to be the main event as well, but um, instead it got shifted to SmackDown. Now, now initially. People thought like, oh, it'll just be a DQ. It'll just be a no contest. It'll just be a, you know, rain. Um, they've both got names that start with uh, an R. They do. Ray yeah. Mysterio will get injured beforehand and won't be able to do it, kind of thing. Um, it'll be an angle. It'll be a work. But no, they actually did it and they actually did the Hell in the Cell match. And they spent the whole they spent the whole episode kind of bigging it up. And 
then there was some stuff with Bianca and Bailey, and Bianca was like, oh, well, I want you in Hell in a Cell now, Bailey, because obviously they were down a Hell in a Cell match, and they have to have two Hell in a Cell matches on the pay-per-view. So when it got to the match, it went as predictably as possible. Uh, the Tribal Chief just spent the spent the half an hour throwing Rey Mysterio around like an absolute bag of sugar, absolutely mauling him, just taking him from wall to wall, bashing him about, uh, throwing him around, and in the end, he was the one holding up the belt, and he was like, he was like happy Father's Day, which I thought was quite funny, because the whole reason this started is because Roman Reigns keeps attacking Dominic Mysterio, who's Reigns' son. So what happened with SmackDown was, obviously Fox gets a Hell in a Cell match, which is quite a big thing, isn't it? It's a very big It's quite thing. the draw. Everyone, everyone wants to watch a Hell in a Cell match. There's the infamous thousands and thousands of infamous moments come from that pay-per-view, come from Hell in a Cell. Mm. Uh, too many to count. So obviously Fox is quite chuffed, the, t- the TV network. They get a Hell in a Cell match. Oh, wonderful. Uh, and then the USA network, who hosts Raw, comes along and goes, oh, well, we want a Hell in a Cell match as well. So... Then they're like, right, okay, I'm going to have to give you one. So, oh, who do we have? Oh, well, it can't be Kofi, because Kofi Kingston is already feuding with Bobby Lashley, so it has to be someone else. Oh, okay, we'll just put Xavier Woods. So everyone at the USA Network starts rubbing their hands together um, with, with dollar signs in their eyes. Because, oh, we've, oh we've, got it. we've got the match. So, yeah, and effectively it was the same outcome. Uh, Bobby Lashley just spent half an hour absolutely rendering Xavier Woods' flesh uh, from wall to wall, uh, giving him the big the Bobby the Bobby Bruiser slam, giving him all the big moves, getting him in the the Lashley lock or the Hurt lock or whatever he calls it, and yeah. just like running his face up and down the up and down the cage. And Kofi Kingston's like, no, he's he's really giving it the Luke Skywalker. He's like, oh no, my friend. And Bobby Bobby's just compl- absolutely savaging, um, savaging Xavier Woods in the cage. Up to the point where uh, Xavier like isn't going to be on TV for a couple of weeks. That's what I heard. But hey, that's raw for you. So yeah, they got their own Hell in a Cell match. It was pretty conclusive. The champions won it. There we go. Right onto the onto the pre-show. Did, 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 did you like that, Corey? <laughs> well, a little segue. Yeah, the segue. Um, little segue. Onto the uh, onto the pre-show. We had um, Natalia and Tamina, the tag team, with yes. the women's tag team champions. Uh, against uh, Mandy Rose, uh, who's with Dana Brooke, who are the, and I quote, the sexy muscle friends. That's their team name. I'm not I'm not joking. Can I be straight up, straight up with you? Yeah, um, go ahead. I, I don't remember this match. You don't remember the match? I no. Re- I, okay. You don't. It's not even a bad thing. Like I like the rest of involved, but I just can't remember it happening. Right, I remember. I I remember it was pretty conclusively Natalia. She was yeah. Um, she she was just giving it the you know the discus clothesline, the 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 suplexes kind of thing, batting about Mandy. Got her in the sharpshooter. Mandy submitted, and that was it. It mm. was it was pretty conclusive, but it sort of set up an angle where I don't know. There's no more tag teams anymore. There's no more women's tag teams anymore. There's not. <laughs> In Raw or SmackDown, because the Riot squads, is, it, the Ruby's gone, yeah. and the Iconics are gone, yeah. and all the all the decent tag teams, the women have gone. So it's just kind of the two tag teams that are left, apart from Nia and Shayna, who are involved in com- completely other stuff, um, are sort of the only two existing tag teams that work, which is Mandy and Dana and Natalia and Tamina, have to feud because there's no other way yeah. they can do it. And Natalia managed to put away Mandy, so there you go. That's the pre-show. Let's go to the first. Do you want me to handle this one? Uh, you can handle it. I think. Okay. I think do you want to give the pre-show? Be... You don't remember it, so I assume you're not going to give the pre-show match a rating. 
Uh, no, I'll just agree with what you say. Right. Um, regards to the pre-show. Honestly, I'm going to give it a four. Fair enough. Because it didn't. It just. It was just Natalia beating Mandy Rose. It wasn't really. There was nothing yeah. to excite me that happened. It was just yeah, Mandy Rose is competent. Natalia's very competent. They had a good match. It was not much really to say. I think that's the best compliment I can give it. Fair enough. So it so that's that's what I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a four reels, but it's not a, it's not a bad four. It's a it's a decent four. It's a competent four. Let's call it. Yes. Now we have our first Hell in a Cell match of the evening. We um, do. Which is the second longest match. It is Bianca Belair, the EST, the SmackDown Women's Champion, against Bailey, uh, heel Bailey, for uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now you actually watched this match. You watched this live, as did I. Yes. And can I ask you for first your opinion on Bianca? We, I think, we all know your opinion on Bianca. I definitely do. Well, no, it's, it's, I like her as a wrestler. I just don't like her EST thing. You I don't find like the, the gimmick. Pro- I find the promos, I, I just find EST just feels always shoehorned in. Right. But do, do you know what, right? There's the one issue with, and it's also commentary, right? I had one issue with commentary in this match. There's parts where, like, Bianca's picking up Bailey, right? And, like, a fireman's carry over the shoulders. And you can hear Michael Cole being like, oh, look at the strength. But it's like she's picking up Bailey. Like everyone can, every woman on the roster can pick up Bailey. It's not like, it's not a thing that's difficult to do. And it's like, it's like he's surprised. And it's like, you're surprised that he can pick up, that she can pick up Bailey. It's like, Bailey's quite come small, on. to be honest. Yeah. She's not the smallest woman on the roster, but she's probably small enough that a decent, you know, Bianca, Bianca, Bianca picked pick up. up if Bianca picked up Nia Jax, fair enough. Yeah. But the commentary this really bugged me. Right, I, right, I like okay. Cole, but right. Also, let me let me just also mention the commentary for just a, <laughs> just a second, just as you did. Yeah. Um, I don't know why this trend has started. I don't know how this trend has started. I don't know when this trend started. But for every sort of superstar match, okay, Bianca and Bailey both on SmackDown, right? So they had the yeah. SmackDown commentary team, which is Pat McAfee and Mark Cole. But for the raw, but for the raw matches, like I don't know, Alexa Bliss and Shayna Baszler, let's say, they had the raw commentary team, which is Corey Graves, Jim, oh, Jimmy Smith. No, Jimmy Smith is the guy from Star Wars. Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy Smith and uh, Byron Saxton, right? I don't know how this started. I don't know when we moved away from you know just having Jr. and the King on commentary for the whole thing. I don't know when yeah. we moved away from brand select pay-per-view commentary, but I don't like it. I don't like because it, it feels like it's, it's a too many cooks situation, right? Just yeah. get two guys who are good and have them do the whole thing. Just have just have, just have one guy from Raw, one guy from SmackDown. I'd probably pick Corey and Michael because that's how yes. they're probably the best of the two. So that's my. I just don't like brand select comment. I just, I, it just it muddies the waters for me, right? So back to the match. Yes. Um, Obviously, we have the, the the very the very strong, as you mentioned, Bianca Belair against Bailey, who's the, who's the who's the really sadistic heel. She's like, oh, I'm gonna hurt you really bad, Bailey. I'm gonna hurt you really bad, Bianca. <laughs> <laughs> I did that thing. Bailey would not be happy with me. She she spent more time shouting at Michael Cole than she did shouting at Bianca. Yeah, to be fair, I want to see that feud happen. She said she, but Bailey said she wants it to happen. She wants a match with Michael Cole. <laughs> Because she keeps she kept yelling at him through the cage because I think this this was in, this was also entirely based around Bailey versus Sasha last year. Yes. 
because Bailey did did a couple of things that she also did in that match. Yeah, and they kept calling back to how she's been she in the house before, and she kept yelling at Michael like, "Oh, they they know, Michael, they know." And she got the double kendo sticks, and she did the Darth Maul thing where she spins it. Pff, well, <laughs> they, they put out a kendo stick, and then like I think Michael goes, "Oh, it's the double kendo stick," and then I think Pat. Pat goes, nope, that's a kendo stick. And then she brings out a double kendo and stick. Then she brings out the double kendo Yeah, she does. <laughs> it's like, great. And they, they spend the first five minutes of the match like not entirely interacting with the cell, which I'm like, yeah, I know you're trying to build it up. You're trying yeah. to build up on when they're going to get to the cell portion of the Hell in a Cell. Um, so they're both battling inside the Rage in a Cage. And Bianca's trying to, using us, using her, you know, her power, trying to grab Bailey, lift her up, throw her around. Uh, mm. Bailey's using her, Bailey's using her crafty, crafty skills with the weapons, with the uh, her sort of assets inside the inside the cell, and they they sort of tease around with like a like chairs or tables or something like that. Um, then they bring out this ladder, okay. Yes. They bring out this ladder, and now the fit. Let, let's shall we go to the? Shall we mention the finish? Because I know they're trying to put over the KOD is like this. This the KOD is like this really powerful move. Like yeah. it puts away Sasha, it puts away really strong women. Um, she hits it onto on with Bailey onto the ladder and gets the one, two, three, and retains. Right? She does. Now, yeah, I know that's a, that's a good finish, but I feel like that should have been it. Like, okay, yeah. okay. Well, Bailey spent Bailey spent weeks and weeks on SmackDown, taunting Bianca, laughing at her. They call the, the infamous uh, the internet sort of dubbed this the laughing feud. But all they do is laugh at each other. Bailey gets on all the screens on the Thunderdome, and this was done in the Thunderdome. Bailey gets on all the screens in the Thunderdome and is laughing at Bianca. And then when Bailey loses the match the week after, Bianca comes out and laughs at her. There's a lot yeah. of laughing in this match. <laughs> I mean, I I get why they open with. A cell match, it makes sense. Yeah, you open with a cell match, you close with a cell match. I feel like yeah. that's the way to do it. Or, or you have a cell match in the middle, then you close with a cell match. Yes. My the only thing with this is, I feel like the Hell in a Cell match. And to be fair, I feel like this with most Hell in a Cell matches. Does it need to be in a cell? No. I felt like, to be honest, you want my actual opinion. I felt like the second to last match on this card, which we will go to. Mm. Should have been in a cell. There had were, more of a build than this match. The, the, there the were definitely Bailey other did. matches. I felt like it was shoehorned in because Roman Reigns didn't want to work the Sunday. Like, oh, look, yeah. we need two hell of summit. Oh, Bianca, go out and say you want Bailey in a cell because we don't have a raw, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, so let's 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 rate it. Why not? You go first. Do I be harsh or do I be not as harsh? You can be harsh. You can be very harsh. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be somewhat positive because I quite like Bailey. I I like Bailey. I did not like this match. Right. I'm gonna ah. Uh... Go on, go on. Be harsh. Because we're gonna disagree on some things. Okay. You know what? Right. I was gonna give it a five. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna knock it down to a four. Right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it a six point five. Okay. Because I, I, I really like I, I really enjoy Bailey's heel work. She's just such a fantastic heel to watch, and she really makes you like. If I didn't like her, I'd mm. probably hate her. But yeah. I like her, and I like her heel, Bailey. 
And I feel, I feel like it's rewarding, it's satisfying, and she's enjoying it as well. So that's why she gets the points. Um, Bianca, slightly boring face. I mean, yeah, sure, she does just go out and say, I'm the EST, and I'm the the, the best, and the strongest, and the fastest, and the smartest, and da-da-da. Um, but I feel like there's not a lot of... And there's not a lot of punch in Bianca Belair. It's mm. just that's who she is, and that's okay. Um, so I, she's, a, she's a convincing face. She's a very convincing face. Is she a face I get excited for when I see her? No, not really. So I'm going to give it a 6.5. The match itself, okay. It went on. Looking at the length, I thought it was much shorter than it was. Yeah. I don't know whether that's a point or a, point or a, a pro or a con, <laughs> But who knows with that. So now let's move on to uh, the next. It's a singles match between yes. uh, the Drip King, Seth Rollins, and the Swiss Superman, uh, Anthony Cesaro. Now, can you explain, if you know much about the build to this match, Corey, uh-huh. perhaps you could say a few words. Okay, so... All right, okay, if my memory... I, I believe I did. If my memory serves me correct, right, Cesaro's coming back. Cesaro's coming back, Seth Rollins is coming back. Mm-hmm. And... He comes out and he's doing his gimmick, right? And he's like, oh, always, you need to listen to me. And everyone leaves the ring. He's coming out, doing this speech. Everyone leaves except Cesaro. Cesaro stays and then decides, you know what? I'm not listening to you. I'm going to wait until so you think I'm joining you and I'm going to walk off. Yeah. Which then proceeds like weeks worth of these guys fighting each other constantly. Mm-hmm. Just constantly, every week, week in, week out, going at each other. Seth Rollins is sneaking up on Cesaro, beating him up, bing, bang, bosh, right? Yeah, yeah. As far as this match goes for Hell in a Cell, I believe the week before on SmackDown, which would be like two days before, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm not mistaken, Bailey is doing a. She's doing. Um, she, I remember she's this doing very her well. talk show. With, and then like, hello. Yes, with Seth. And then the door goes. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, this was hilarious. If you didn't watch this live, <laughs> this was hilarious. And someone's at the door. Yeah. I wonder who it could be. It's, well, it's Cesaro, isn't it? <laughs> no, it, no, the timing was perfect. <laughs> Bailey and Seth have spent five minutes laughing. Suddenly the ding dong goes, and Bailey's like, huh? Huh? And, and Seth's like, Seth gets up. He goes to the door, he opens it, and he, op- he slowly opens the door, and it's Cesaro, stone face, absolutely <laughs> dead behind the eyes, stone face staring at him like he wants to murder Seth Rollins at the door. <laughs> at the door, and then he just busts down the door and starts attacking Seth Rollins. I think he t- like rips his trousers off or something. Probably. He, like, he, he like, rips his jacket off or rips his trousers off or something and starts like a, starts attacking it. So yeah, like we, as you said, week in, week out, they've been at each other. And this is the they culmination have. of that since Cesaro was sort of laid down that challenge to, to Seth Rollins. So, and, I mean, match-wise... Yeah, match-wise, yeah. These guys are really, very confident workers. Yeah. And, and, they're mean, both, and they're both in the need of something, like, right now. Like... They yes. both have to be doing something because they're two. They're two of SmackDown's biggest male stars, and I feel like Cesaro is always the guy that everyone goes, "Oh, he's underrated. Oh, he needs more to do." And I feel like this is how you build him up. He's had a championship match against Roman Reigns. Yes, or he lost, but Roman's on a massive tear right now. Anyway, if you build Cesaro, but if you build Cesaro back up and give him good singles wins, then then that's what you need to do. But unfortunately, Seth Rollins did win this. 
So yeah, Seth Rollins did win this, which means probably the feud's still going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is this is the way that these pay per views go right now. It's less of this is the end of the feud. So yeah. hold on, we've got a couple of weeks. There's another pay per view. Maybe that might be the end of the feud. I will say though, I liked I liked how Seth won. I quite enjoyed that. Did you? Would you give us a little? Uh... Well, uh, so like at some point in the match, Cesaro goes for the swing, hits the swing. I forgot. I don't know how many swings he got. I the wasn't keeping track. Okay. Um, and then he goes for it again, and like Seth kind of does this roll up thing, yeah. where he manages to roll Cesaro into a pin and like just win because he rolls him up during the swing. And I quite like that. It's the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. <laughs> the surprise roll up. Yeah, no it one is. expects it and always gets the win. Um, we have uh, we have Seth Rollins here defeat Cesaro, and I think this will get a high rating. I I yes. like both these guys. I've got nothing against. They're both great. Seth's been around for a very long time. He's a very distinguished. Uh, he's a very distinguished talent, as is Cesaro. So, and I, I'm a fan of the Swiss Superman. I really like him. I think mm. he's he definitely he's definitely underrated, and he should be pushed as far as I'm concerned. So. With that in mind, I'm going to give this a very steady, a very confident um, eight. I was going to give it seven. Right. Okay. Cool. That's now this match. <laughs> this next match probably won't get that same rating. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. I don't even remember this very well. I only uh, remember two parts of this. And yeah. None I remember, of which I was actually the finish. Yeah, I remember a little bits. I I don't really know the finish either. Okay. Well. <laughs> We, now, we all know that Alexa Bliss... I'm not the biggest fan of this Alexa Bliss. No, you're not. No, I don't I don't like it at all. <laughs> I think I'm annoyed by the gimmick. I'm frustrated by the gimmick. I'm confused by the gimmick. Mm. It's she's, she's sort of refined it now, which I guess I can respect now that Bray isn't around. But yeah, she, well, yeah, because she's not tied to The Fiend anymore, really, because he hasn't turned anymore. up anymore. He hasn't turned up in a while. Not after WrestleMania, no. Where's The Fiend gone? Who knows? Where has The Fiend gone? So... We have one of life's greatest questions. So know, right? we have Alexa Bliss. She's this sort of haunted, demented schoolgirl. She had this doll called Lily mm. who she was using to taunt people. And out of everybody to taunt, we thought it was going to be Sonya. We thought it was going to be Charlotte. It turns out it was Shayna Baszler of everybody. Yes. Sure thing, because Shayna Baszler, the, the real-life MMA fighter, is going to be messing with this <laughs> little doll and this, and this, and this schoolgirl instead of just murdering them. Yeah, so, I mean, I, w- I will admit it was weird seeing this legit fighter holding a doll and like stomping on its head and then trying getting, to be, then trying to be threatening. Into a closet with a mirror, yeah, and being really scared that the doll was behind her. So pff, yeah. okay, remember NXT, Shayna? <laughs> I do. <laughs> remember how week after week on NXT, Shayna would just murder people, just yeah. just often the same people over and over again. And it'd be cool, and it'd be dominant, and it'd be that's that's what you'd want Shayna to be. But no, on this she's she's getting beaten by Nikki Cross and and Alexa Bliss and the little doll, anyone, and the you know her little toy. Anyway, Shayna's been thrust into this angle mm. along with Nia Jax and Reginald, who I also don't like. <laughs> um, and the, the things I remember about this match is. Okay. First off, I qu- I quite like Shayna's gear. I, I I like the black the sort of black and white that she wore that she wore in. Okay. Yep. I think it was a couple of pay per views ago she had that gear and I thought like, oh that looks really cool. I always like the color combination Shayna goes with. She has like very 
she she makes a lot of colors work. She like has the red and black, and sometimes she has like gold and and silver and white. And I, I like the range. Okay. We don't, men- we don't mention people's gear often. We, we but don't I feel like it's that. time to mention it. I feel like Shayna really has some impressive gear. I quite like it. Uh, I love the stuff she used to wear in NXT when it was like really gold and like shiny. It was it was cool. Right. Anyway, we have um, Nia Jackson, Reginald are also there. Yes. And. Alexa Bliss is using her sort of flexibility to try and scare Shayna and Shayna's like for the start of the match, Shayna was like seeing through it, and that's what I wanted. I wanted yeah. my I, my ideal plan was Alexa's gonna be yeah sort of spooky, but Shayna's just gonna go for her because because you would do yeah, but mm, that's not how it worked out. Um, Shayna's trying to hit her sort of gut wrench suplex that she often does. She's trying to hit her knee strikes. She's trying to get the the Kirafuda clutch or whatever she calls it, where she you know uh, ch- the chokehold kind of thing. But Alexa Bliss is using her uh, her agility. She's doing that. She's doing the thing where she puts her leg over her arm and like creepily close crawls towards you like she's in the ring. But then, then then Nia Jax is trying to help Shayna, yes. and Shayna's sort of down. And Alexa is looking at Nia Jax. They're looking at each other. They're continuing to look at each other. And then Alexa starts to like raise her hand, and Nia's doing it too because we've alluded that that Alexa has psychic powers. Yeah. Because she can make flames appear from the ring and make make explosions and can manipulate and can make Shayna's leg go all jelly. That happened once. Yes. So. <laughs> So Alexa Bliss is psychologically manipulating Nia Jax into 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 a complete. I don't I don't even think it's psychological manipulation. I think it's <laughs> she's some kind of demon, uh, demon, uh, demon child, who is using her her magical demon powers to to puppet Nia Jax. So Reginald comes over like, what the hell is going on? And yeah. Alexa swipes her hand and makes Nia slap Reginald. And that and then. Um, Alexa defeats Shayna in some way, probably by a roll-up. Uh, <laughs> I uh, don't know. On, wait, no, I think. Wi- wait, no, I think she uses the Twisted Bliss. She does on Wikipedia. It says Twisted Bliss. Oh, fair enough. I don't remember. I, this is this is the match I remember the least. So, apart from I that mean, one weird spot with the with the psychic slapping and yeah, and, that's that's literally the one part of this match that I remembered was the weird psychic stuff, which does beg the question. Uh, going into the future, because it's happened a couple of times now with Nia Jax as well. Technically, Alexa Bliss should now be the most dominant female wrestler because she can just control the person she's facing. It's like Undertaker and his lightning. Why doesn't he use that every time? Yeah. <laughs> like if, if, if Alexa Bliss is one-on-one, just control them. Have them lay down for you. Yeah, ex- yeah exactly. Why not? <laughs> have them lay down for you. Have a, ha- you like, know, like just pin if, them. Exactly. If, 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 Alexa has to do, if Alexa has to do the move as well, just control them, both lay down, and just kind of roll until you end up on top of them. Yeah, or just make them, make them just lie down near the ropes and then just New, twist a bliss on Yeah, exactly. Them. New champion right there. Crowned. Oh, Jesus. Think um, Poker Doom. Bring it back. Right, well, uh, well, Alexa Bliss does use the twist bliss, because I feel like she hasn't used it in forever. Maybe that's not it's why been I a while. remember it. Yeah. Maybe that's why I don't remember, because she's never used the Twisted Bliss in, like, months, I think. I don't think she's... Has she used it since she's turned into this new evil schoolgirl? Good question. I can't remember. Right. Okay. Well, regardless, um, she hits the twister, and it still looks good. She's still got it. She still does the spin in the air, bang onto Shayna, gets the one, two, three, 
And Alexa Bliss gets to skip away and, and Nia's like, oh, what's going on in my head? And Shayna's like, oh, you idiot. Um, and Reginald's just all in a fluster. Yeah. So now let's go. Let's give it a rating. It's not going to be... I'm not going to dignify this with a five. I'm going to give it another four. I'll go five. Oh, five. Right, okay. Why have you given that extra... Actually, no, no. I'll go three because I mean that means it's below. I at least I at least enjoyed Bianca's match better, so I go three. Right, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna a four. It's about on the <laughs> level of actually. You know what? I'm gonna give it a three point five. Nice. It's gone down now because I thought Natalia and, <laughs> and Mandy was at least yeah. somewhat. You know. <laughs> I've got to remember what I've given other matches now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You gotta know. So now we have um, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, who are just. We know we know these guys put on great matches, right? These next three matches are probably my favourites. I similarly to the last match, I don't really remember this match. Right, not, I don't not because either. it was bad. Not because it was bad, just because the amount of times they faced each other and it's just like all meshed into one. Right, okay. I had a couple of thoughts. My my notes for this match yeah. is kind of it's a bit like hieroglyphics because I seem to just I seem to just descend into into writing quite odd phrases. Fair like enough. I put um Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens is like ice cream. And like what do okay. I what do I mean by that? And I think what I, what I think what I thought I meant is oh it's like I I couldn't eat ice cream every day. But if I right. had ice cream like once a week or once every okay. two weeks, I'd be very happy with it. Got you, got you. So sure, I love to watch Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Could I watch Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens every day? Mm. No, probably not. But I'd get sick of it. But could I watch Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, I don't know, every couple of weeks? Yeah, of course. Because we both know they're amazing talents and they have chemistry up the wazoo. <laughs> they have they have bucket loads of chemistry. They have yeah. buildings full of chemistry. It's you and me equals chemistry. And they're just so good with each other. And we've seen that in NXT. We've seen that on SmackDown week after week. So I just these these guys are just top A one A star class talents, and they can really bring it. And I think that's what they did in this match. So yeah, I don't remember it very much, but that's that's not to the detriment of either of those men, because yeah. we know how awesome they are. So I just I mean, feel like it was a. I don't I don't remember it much either. But uh, Wikipedia, because Wikipedia gives you a breakdown of all the matches, which is great when you don't remember it. Oh, I, I'm not, um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm looking at right. my notes. So. But this is the shortest roundup uh, of any match on the card. <clears throat> Simon Zayn faced Kevin Owens. In the end, Zayn rolled up Owens to win the match. Oh, fair enough. All that happened, apparently. As I say, the most devastating move in sports <laughs> entertainment, the uh, surprise roll-up. Thank you, Simon Miller. That's all you need to know is yeah. that Zayn won by roll-up. So there we go. Uh... And I think they're still. I think they just had a last man standing match actually due to money in the bank. They're uh, probably still going, yeah. A week ago, so yeah, they're still they're still going at it. Those two. Um, They've been going since Mania. It, it, essentially, it has been going since Mania. You're right. I think a lot of these matches NXT. have been going. A lot of his matches have been going since. I mean, yeah, to be fair. <laughs> it's been going since NXT since uh, Kevin Owens uh, that whole betrayal angle. Where he just betrayed everybody yeah. he was ever friends with, and then um, and he just kept he just kept power bombing Sami Zayn into dust. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah, that's a while ago, to be fair. Um, so let's let's give it a rating. I'm going to give it a pretty standard. Uh, no, okay. I was going to give it a six, but because it's Sammy, Sammy Zayn, Kevin Owens, I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, I'll go six. 
So yeah, yeah, just yeah. above average. Now, here we have um, the Queen Charlotte Flair mm-hmm. um, versus the Nightmare Rhea Ripley. Now, I've said countless times, and I will continue to say to anyone that will listen, that Rhea Ripley is the best thing in in, in women's wrestling, and has been for some time. Uh, I just think she's an absolute badass. I think she's awesome. Uh, I love her to bits. I think the world of her, and I think she's just absolutely... She's just a, a wonderful human and an amazing wrestler. Uh, so, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try and be objective as possible with this, okay, Corey? I'm gonna okay, try good. and take a new stance. I'm not gonna. Sure, I will. I will heap praise on her. Of course, I will. But I'm gonna be objective, especially down to the finish. Okay, mm. so I'll let you speak for a bit first before I just before I go off on one. I mean, okay, so <sighs> this match is it's just a singles match. It's Bog standard, no, no, no gimmicks, mm-hmm. no nothing, right? Bog standard singles match, um, which is a bit weird, I guess. Kind of same rear in a in a like not in like an extreme rules match or something, but okay, fine, I can get behind it. Obviously, harkens back to WrestleMania. Yeah, where that's lost. there's been a lot of build for that. Rhea was always yeah. saying, that, yeah, I lost my NXT Championship to Charlotte at WrestleMania. It's not going to happen this time, and and I'm going to really bring the bring the fire and bring the hurt to us. Like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. We need really yeah. a, a, a a powerful win over Charlotte to really to really cement herself. Yes, but, a pow- a powerful win. She needs a powerful win over Charlotte. That's yes, what she but needs. That didn't happen, did it? No, it didn't. No, no, it didn't. Well, let's okay. Well, no, I'm. This is probably. I'm going to give this match a high rating because I felt the match itself was. It was Chef's kiss, right? It was. I think it was. Arguably better in some points than the WrestleMania match, than WrestleMania 36, because I think they've both improved, especially Rhea. They've both gotten better, and you can see that. You can see the way that Charlotte's going for the offense. Yes, you whiffed a kick. I'm not sure whether she was like taunting her, whether that was the legitimate botch, but. Mm. Um, so Charlotte's tr- using her offense, trying to keep her down, getting in that headlock, trying to. Uh, kick her and punch her and do everything. And Rhea's like, again, no, um, again, she's a she's a tough woman, is Rhea Ripley. She's gone through last woman standing matches and she's gone through war games twice. You know, yeah. she can she can take a few she can take a few licks. She can take a few knocks. She can take quite the bump. She took quite the bump coming off that ring when Charlotte sort of hit her off and Rhea sort of splay, splayed onto the ground. And oh, she pff, takes loads of bumps off the ring. Anyway. Um, she gets back in there. She hits the missile drop kick. She uh, uses a sort of prism trap clover leaf, and they're sort of exchanging holds with each other. And it proves that she's learned because Charlotte is like trying to get the, the figure four, and Rhea's like rolling rolling out of it and doing sort of cool things to try and evade. And I'm very happy with that. Uh, she's just magnetic to watch, isn't she? She's just mm. absolutely buckets of charisma, buckets of expression and personality her facial expression she sells well she looks well and she just acts well and i I feel like if she isn't the future of women's wrestling i don't know what fucking is you know i i feel like my god all right i said i wouldn't i said i wouldn't oh god i said i wouldn't fall over here and I'm, i'm going into it naturally right um so Let's take it to the finish. The match itself was awesome. 
I'm not mm-hmm. gonna. I've got no complaints about the match. But they get to the outside, right? They get to the outside. They're brawling on the outside. Charlotte's trying to hit a suplex to the outside. Uh, they get to the commentary desk. Rhea rips off the top of the commentary desk and smacks Charlotte in the face with it. And then the ref calls the match. Yep. He has DQ. Mm-hmm. Yep. What? What? I've seen multiple people on multiple occasions go through that commentary desk. Yep. Use the top of it, slam people into it, suplex people into it, suplex people on it, and it's not been a DQ, yeah. but somehow it is. Yep. And I was I wasn't beside myself. I was like, right, well this is just this is just contrived because they're just they're just wanting to continue the feud when Rhea needs to win and win clean, but she's not going to. Uh okay. Nope. Uh, but then Rhea sort of plays it off. Bear in mind, um she sort of plays it off as her wanting to fight dirty against Charlotte because she knows that Charlotte would have fought dirty against her, which I suppose is a, not a bad reason. Um, yeah. And then well, she sort of know. grabs her championship and she's like, you would have done this to me. You would have done this to me. I'm just doing what you would have done to me. And which is an awful impression. And sh- and Charlotte's like, you're, you're learning now. Now you're learning how to play my game kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, these two have real vitriol against each other. They have real vile viciousness against each other, and I like that. It's a proper blood feud, and I think I think Rhea really needs that. So, and Charlotte really needs that as well. I don't know. Yeah, people are complaining that Charlotte shouldn't keep having championship matches, but I'm like, she's, she's going to keep having them until Rhea beats her, as far as I'm concerned. She's going to keep having them until Rhea manages to, to destroy her. So... I don't. I. I'm not going to complain. I think they work really well together. Again, just like Sammy and Kevin, they have great chemistry since, since like Survivor Series and WrestleMania 36. I could watch. I could keep watching them wrestle. Sure. Does Charlotte need to be there necessarily? No. Would I like Rhea to have more opponents? Yes. Um. So, I'm going to give this an 8.5, maybe an 8.75, and that all goes to Rhea. I, I didn't. The finish was cheap, yes, and I think maybe Charlotte should be moving away from the championship scene. But I've got my own reasons for that, for for thinking that. And so it all goes to Rhea. I just love her, and I'm I make no apologies for that. So uh, eight point five. Uh, seven. Seven. Okay. I know why. I know you didn't like the finish, and match was alright. Not match of a night. Okay, okay. Well, for me and for my girl, it was. So I'm going um, <laughs> to... I saw what I needed to see, which is Rio being awesome. And that's great. I, I Also, just as a little note, um, I liked her gear. She always, she always brings it out with... Um, she always brings it out with all the studs and the spikes and stuff. And her gear looked really good. It looked like if you like ran into her legs, you'd, you'd get hurt because she had so much stuff on her uh, on her trousers. So, and also like her vest, I think is really cool. I know she makes them herself. Um, she had loads of like. I think it was the one from WrestleMania. It might have been. Probably. Um, and also I like that she had like little fork on her under her eye. I think that's quite cool as well. She's such a punk. Oh, God. I love her. Right. Um, now we have the main event. And it is uh, Sir Bobby La- Sir Bobby of the Lashley. Uh, big Bobby. Big man Bob. Bob the Builder. Versus with, with MVP. Sure. 
um, is manager MVP of the Hurt Business against uh, Drew McIntyre. I'm going to beat you, Bobby Lashley. I'm going to tell drunken Scottish tales on Monday Night Raw. Uh, that wasn't actually a bad impression. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good, actually, I thought. All right, well... That's what he does, though. No, on Raw, that's what he's been doing. He's been talking about the Loch Ness Monster and William Wallace and and talking... And basically, he sounds like a drunk Scottish uncle talking to talking to Kayla Braxton or whatever, talking to women backstage and interviewers and telling them stories about Scotland for promos. I'm like, I don't know what kind of... I don't know what you've been saddled with, Drew McIntyre, but I don't know... Hmm, I don't know whether to, to, to love it or hate it. So he makes it. He makes it compelling, though. He still makes it compelling. Anyway, we have um, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre, and it is hell in a cell. Uh, it yep. is disturbance near offense. Now I'm going to let you take this one, Corey. Okay. So this is another thing, and after this match, I'm going to get to a point when we start to go about the whole pay per view as a whole. But why I'm not the biggest fan of this pay per view, but. Yeah. This has also been a feud that's been going on for a while. Hence why there's a stipulation to this match, but it isn't Hell in a Cell. This is a last chance match. If Drew McIntyre loses, he cannot face Lashley for the belt anymore. Because mm-hmm. he's been doing it a lot recently. Bobby really needs another opponent. Yes, he does. <laughs> like, so this really? Is, this is a last... What do they call it? Do they call it a last chance Hell in a Cell match? Or? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wikipedia, so it's like, like if Drew yes, win last this, chance Hell in a Cell. Yeah, if Drew doesn't win this, he can't challenge anymore. Contract signing, Drew cut the table in half with a sword and because something always has to happen at a contract signing. And Yep. And he's been carrying that round for a while. Yes, he's using his big claymore sword, which apparently belongs to Vince, so Yeah, thanks to Seamus as well. He's the one that gave it to him. Yeah, alright. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like have you ever seen Vince's office? It's got that massive Tyrannosaurus Rex yeah. skull in it. <laughs> and whatever what other like weird trinkets does He's like an Indiana Jones villain, Vince McMahon. <laughs> he's got uh, he's got weird like historical trinkets and and weird collectors' items. Anyway, um, it's Bobby, it's Drew. They're in the cell, and it's it's a very intense match. But there was a couple things of notes. Um, the first thing I wrote here was quite as we know we're big MVP fans on this. Uh, on we this, are yes on this show. I wrote, um, the first thing I wrote in my notes was, boy, MVP's suit looks good. <laughs> Which he does, he always comes out with the gangster drip. He always comes out with the with the mob boss, the pimp suit. He's got his cane. He looks cool. He looks so cool. And he's a great, yeah, I, I think I sent you um, uh, a text a few weeks ago saying, oh, I feel like he's on Heyman levels on the mic. He's, he's real good. He's got that did, real flavour to just, him. Did you just say the words gangster drip? I feel like I may have said gangster drip. I don't know. I say a lot of words. I think you said gangster drip. I'm using, I'm using a lot of words. Gangster without the ER. It's gangster A. How many... Right, here's the thing now. How many people have got... Have got I'm telling you, right? It's Survivor Series there or whatever. There drip match. Exactly. There's, there's going to be a drip match. Johnny Mundo, or, you know, he's going to be in it. Seth Rollins is going to be in it. Yeah. John Morrison. It's John Morrison versus Seth Rollins versus um, MVP <laughs> for the drip. I love the fact that they both started using the word drip. It's going to happen. The drip stick. Yeah. John Morrison. That's John Morrison's tool. We need to get like, we need to get Sonya and Adam Pearce on it because they're always killing it with the suits as well. <laughs> they always wear cool, they always wear fly suits. So we need, um, we need them two in there as well for the drip match. And the winner, the, the winner can call themselves the, the, 
the drip master with their suits. Yes. So, but yeah, it's um, MVP's on the outside. MVP actually, he gets he gets into the cage at a point, I believe. He gets in. He does get in. He does. He gets in and he gets in. The ref his... gets knocked out. Yeah. Drew McIntyre calls for the other ref. So you, you know, he's got to come in the cage, and then MVP takes that chance to go in the cage. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, so the match is intense. Drew McIntyre's trying to set up for the Claymore kick, trying to mm. nail him. Uh, there's ke- there's there's tables and and ch- and chairs and every kind of weapon. Um, Drew McIntyre gets his back busted. Did you see that? Uh, yeah. Did you see that picture? That was intense. Um, he gets his back busted up, and uh, Bobby is really uh, fighting hard as is Drew. They're, they're tearing each other apart in that cage. Now, do you remember, do you remember how this match ends? Um, I thought you were going to mention the uh, the the magical hand. May oh Young's, God! Uh, May Young's son or whatever, a <laughs> uh, little hand that slips out from under the ring. I forgot about. That. Were you going to mention? I was going to mention that. Um, <laughs> I don't know whether folks are aware um, who are listening, but um, there there was a slight moment where. Um, a little hand appeared from under the ring. There's a little man under there. It's mm. it's um, what did he say? It's it's Hornswoggle. It's, yeah. It's it's little people caught or whatever Vince said. That's under. Uh, do you remember that? I do remember. Good old DX. Yeah, that's under under the ring. That's where <laughs> that's where the hand comes from. He's he's under there. Um, but yeah, that's just uh, that was just a fun little moment. I think a little gaff that um, probably made Matthew from Botchamania very happy. Yeah. We'll be seeing that in a couple of weeks. Now we have um, we have the finish to this match. Could you perhaps give us a little lowdown? <laughs> yeah. So McIntyre, right, setting up for a claymore, mm-hmm. is in the corner doing his thing, and and uh, here comes MVP. Snag the MVP. Grabs the leg. I don't know why it's happened a lot. I don't know why Drew doesn't go. You know what? I'm just going to not stand near the ropes. Yeah, he always has to do it across <laughs> the ring. Yeah. I think it's like I saw edge it with a spear. I saw it once. We just did it out of nowhere, and it felt much more impactful than the run the, with the run up. Yeah, it's, run up. it's it's the thing. It's like I don't. Every single person who does a running move has to do it in a corner of the ring. Yeah. Um, but he's going for it. He's going for it. Oh, MVP's got his leg. What a surprise! <laughs> okay. And here comes Lashley. Now, at this point, I was thinking, okay, Lashley's gonna is gonna hit him with a spear. Drew's gonna turn around, hit with a spear. Nope, we get a we get a schoolboy. Yep. <laughs> Get another world up. I think I think there was like I don't know what made me laugh, but the first when I when I logged back onto Twitch after seeing that match, the first thing I saw was somebody ban the schoolboy pin. Yeah. Somebody ban it. Just never use it again. I'm like, okay, so that, that's how that that's how it ends then, I guess. Mm. Just pins him, just rolls him up and pins him. You know what? The most the most the most devastating move in sports entertainment: the surprise roll up. No one sees it coming. Everybody uses it. Why? Why? Why don't we? Let's stop calling it wrestling and yeah. start calling it surprise roll upping. Start calling it roll up pinning because <laughs> that's how oh, matches always have to end. Yeah, <sighs> I mean it was. This is not going to get as high a rating as the last match for me, at least. It may have been your match of the night. It wasn't mine. It, yeah, it's it's my match of the night. Right, I'm going to give it then just a. Bog standard eight. What did I give? I gave Rear seven, right? Yeah, you gave you gave Rear Charlotte seven. Yeah, I'll give this an eight as well. Okay. Now I'll give it an eight. 
when we first talked about this before we started recording, you yeah. were not happy with the pay-per-view as a whole. No. You felt it wasn't very conclusive. You felt that you were you were let down by it. Now, it's the last pay-per-view before we get fans. Yes. And I pray that that the that the fans give some energy and give some some life to this product that has been slowly teetering off the, from the off the beaten track. So let's yeah, let's hope that when fans get back, we get that WrestleMania feeling again, like WrestleMania thirty seven, and there's an injection of there's an injection of feeling, an injection of uh, of noise and of, of fans making their voices heard. So I hope that that the next pay-per-view Money in the Bank, which will be done in front of uh, a live audience, mm-hmm. actually has that bit more, you know, pizzazz. We've we've heard we've heard of um, Vince saying that, oh, the product has been bad recently because we're saving all the good stuff until we get fans. Yeah. Which pff, is a bit of a naff excuse, but but I, I feel like it's an excuse to probably come from his mouth. <laughs> so, overall, what would you say? Okay. So I know what I'm my, my I have one issue, right? With one glaring issue with his pay per view, mm-hmm. right? And that's the fact that ever since Mania, we've had the same champions. Nothing's changed. Everyone so, keeps. Yeah, that's everyone, good, isn't it? That's a good everyone keeps. Yeah, but everyone's retaining. Like everyone, nothing's changed for like however many months it's been. Well, let's think. Okay. Well, right. Let me run that. Let, let me. Here's my okay. Here's my take on that. If I can offer a counter argument, okay. perhaps this is just going to turn into us screaming at each other. But yep. um, I feel like they've done that purely for the same reason I've just mentioned. As soon as we get fans back, yeah, we might see some difference. Yeah, we might get. Um, I, I, I say, yeah, but I don't think I want anyone to lose right now. Apart from like, I think. But if they if they should have done a loss, maybe they should have done it at, at Hell in a Cell. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? Roman, fair enough, been champion for ages. Roman can't lose. Not at the yes. minute. There's no one bigger there's no one big enough at the moment to, to, to maybe maybe Cesaro, maybe Big E, I don't know. There's no one there's no one at the minute who I feel like can take Roman. Yeah. Bobby Lashley's, maybe Lashley's maybe been this. champion for a while, but again, he's only really been facing Drew. <laughs> yeah. Which hopefully now has come to an end. Which then leaves the women. Well, Rhea and Bianca both won it at Mania. Mm-hmm. Both have retained it currently. Both yeah, have kind of like... been in. Again, not really faced many people. But yeah, Bianca's just been after Bailey's. Just it's been Bianca <laughs> Bailey and Rhea Charlotte. Yeah, which I, I don't think I like very much to be honest. As I said, I said during when we discussed the match. The, yeah. I don't like the fact that they've had the same people. Yeah, I know they have like the main event talent, don't they? But what they need to be doing is they'd be bringing people up to face those new champions. Yeah, and also, can I also point out, AJ and Omos won about WrestleMania. They've not been around till recently. Yeah, true. There, there was not a tag team match on this entire thing. Uh, Dominic and Ray are champions, and again, they've not really been teaming up. No. Recently. There was not one. We we've not even mentioned this. There was not one tag team match in this entire pay per view. Nope. Not and even yeah, on the pre-show. The, and the women's tag were in a pre-show in a singles match. And that's a new thing as well. That's been like that's like a new record. Yeah. As well, the fact there's not been a tag team match on a pay per view for like a num- for a quite a large number of years. Even back in even back in the old, there was always tag team stuff. Yeah. But I feel like they've just lost. They've just lost it. To what I don't know. 
To be fair, I've never really been a big fan of the recent Hell in a Cell for a, for a reason of none of the feuds for the past years have fit being in a Hell in a Cell. Mm. Do you feel like it's like, a bit, the, 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 like it's an obligation? Well, yeah, I mean, like, call, call me an old man, right? But you, you have the old stuff where it's like, oh, it's Taker and Michaels in a Hell in a Cell. And it makes sense because they're, they're, they're having matches constantly and this needs to end. Okay, yeah. cool. Take a mankind. It needs to end. Whack it in the cell. Cool. Yeah. These matches just feel like we're we're going into that time of year. Just, <laughs> it's just put them in the cell. Yeah. Just put just put them in the cell match for no reason. Yeah. For no reason at all. There's no. There's no. There's the. There's no build. There's no. Also, not the cell doesn't really get brought in. It's now a case of someone's outside the cell. The ref gets knocked down. Then they can come in the cell. That's essentially all the cell is now. Oh. Like, it don't even get used. People I don't, don't really go like on it. The, look, I don't even like the designer. When did we have that plastic red cell? What's up with that? Uh, yeah, I, I, apparently, I think I read they changed it so people could see in the in the ring easier or something. You I don't can't. Know. It makes it harder to see <laughs> in the ring. The, the <laughs> silver cell was perfectly fine. Not only does it make it look like it's actually metal, not only does it make it look like it's a big cage like oh what's going to happen in the big cage what's going to happen in the plastic red toy cage that I can buy for about I don't know 20 quid I feel us. like I feel like they were trying to harken back to the old school blue one and it hasn't yeah. worked but even then the, I feel like a blue cage works better <laughs> a red cage yeah. just looks distracting to me maybe it reminds me of that awful Seth Rollins fiend match but yeah. with the with the freaky red light in you know but no, I just look at that. It just makes me feel sick. I'm I've sorry. got a feeling, actually, Fiend Seth Rollins was the first match in the Red Cell. Was it? I think so. we definitely had a match in the Red Cell. I don't know if it was the first one, but definitely did have one. I think maybe. Yeah, but just looking at that just makes me feel sick. I mm. just feel like, oh, that's such a horrendous red. It's like it's 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 like an assault on the eyes, and I'm like, oh, it's just like, I don't even I can't I can't see easier into it. I feel like it's harder yeah. because there's. It's very, it's incredibly vibrant when you're staring at it. I'm like, oh, I feel like, oh, it just makes me. It feels just like plastic, like very mouldy red plastic cage. Yeah. And I'm like, it doesn't even. Yeah, but when it's like a silver cell, or maybe even a blue cell, when someone collides into it, you're like, oh no, they're hitting the rough metal. When when it, when they when you're hitting a red cell, it's like, oh, it's just plastic in it. it just looks plasticky to me. It looks fake, which I don't yeah. like. So let's give it. Let's give this an overall rating. Uh oh. Also, to clarify, I think the first match in the Hell in a Cell was Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. In the red uh, one. In the red one, yes. Oh, okay. Well, uh, little tidbit for, for you. Um, Mick Foley was special guest referee because, of course, he was. Oh yeah, of course he was. He's the he's uh, the veteran of the Hell in a Cell. If I was to rate this pay per view, it wasn't it wasn't worst. It wasn't great. Probably around a six mark. Six. I'm gonna give it. Oh. What do I do? Oh, 6.5. Yeah. There was just that little, just, well, just a spot. You know what? Real was on it, and that gives it the 0.5. Everything Fair else, pff, you know, that's my opinion. Yeah. Okay, so that was, uh, that was uh, 2021's WWE Hell in a Cell, and uh, we, 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 we liked sitting down watching it live. If we get the enjoy yeah. the reactions, maybe one day we'll we'll do some live reactions. That might be fun. But for now, uh, that was your Hell in a Cell review, 
And we are The Real Guys at The Real Show. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and wherever else you get your podcasts, iTunes, anywhere, uh, Spotify, we're there. So it's a goodbye from me, goodbye from me, goodbye, and it's a goodbye from Corey. Goodbye.